Hello all, welcome to the third straight week of Millennial Perspectives, your new favorite podcast. My name is Kyle Kaka, and this is... Tony Tudisco. And we ask you every single week, what is your perspective on Millennial Perspectives? Now, this week we are going to be going over a lot of really cool, uh, controversial stuff, especially what we are going to be talking about for our main topic. The wage gap. Yes, if you did not hear me, or hear Tony over my... uh, kind of word right there we are doing the wage gap all right this is a very controversial issue especially among men and women uh and we are going to get down to it very very soon yeah it's uh it's gonna be very very good would you like to start or would you like me to start mm-hmm. what did we do last week for intro yeah, i you, started you started okay so you want me to start yeah sure it's fine. okay all right. all right so so as many of you guys know the wage gap it's a pretty simple uh explanation uh Myth that I believe it's a myth. Um, I, um, it's the myth that women make 77 cents to the dollar of a man. Okay. So, obviously, me and Kyle are going to give our perspectives on these. So, according to the few sources I've looked up, I've looked up a mu- multiple of these, and it's been disproven all over the place, Kyle. I just want to let you know. Okay. So, basically, what they're doing to get that 77 cents per dollar is what they're taking is the median earnings of all women working full-time and the median earnings of all men working full-time and dividing it. Mm-hmm. So it's basic, simple math, so then you get 77%, right? So, but they don't take into account a lot of other factors. They don't take into account occupation, position, education, or hours worked per week. Mm-hmm. And this is going to, you're going to love this. A study done... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just listening to you. Listening <laughs> to you. A study done by AAU, the American Association, uh, Association of University Women, which is a feminist organization... Damn it, you took my source. A feminist organization <laughs> uh, actually says that the wage gap actually shrinks when you factor in the different choices men and women make. So the wage gap actually becomes down to 6.6 cents or percent, I believe. Um, so... What does this mean? Why is it? The real question is, is there a wage gap? Technically, yes. But why is there a wage gap? It's based on individual choices. So, in 2009, the U.S. Department of Labor released a paper that examined um, 50 peer-reviewed studies of uh, peer-reviewed studies and concluded that the offsided 23 cent wage gap may be almost entirely the result of individual choices made by men and women workers. So, it's it's plausible. It's not that it's not even plausible. It's just fact that it's not that men are creating uh, this wage gap or you know determining how much wi- women are making. It's just that based on your individual choices, that's going to determine how much you actually make. Georgetown University compiled a list of the five best paying college majors and the percentage of men and women majoring in those fields. The top five best paying majors are petroleum engineering which has 87% males, pharmaceutical sciences, which is 48% male, mathematics and computer science, which is 67% male, aerospace engineering, which is 80, yeah, 88% male, and chemical engineering, which is 72% male. So men are, m- are the majority in all of those fields except one, which is pharmaceutical sciences. So they are leading in the top paying majors. Now, respectively, we, I looked up the five worst paying majors. So the first one is counseling and psychology, mm-hmm. 74% female. Mm-hmm. Early childhood education, 97% female. 
Theology and religious vocations, uh, 34% female. Human services, 81% female. And social work, 88% female. So females are leading in the lowest paying jobs in all but one category of the lowest five. So, men and women are making different career choices that impact how much money they make. Now, that does that mean that some guy out there isn't, you know, paying women less than what they are like paying women less because he's a sexist monger or something like that yeah i'm sure there is but he just hasn't gotten caught yet so even if you were to compare the jobs side by side for nursing for example overall whole males make 18 percent more than females in nursing comparatively same job but what they don't factor in is that males gravitate to the best paying positions work longer hours and find jobs in cities with the highest compensation so they are willing to do the extra work doing all the extra hard work that the women's typically don't want to do statistically so it's not based on someone controlling the wage gap or forcing women to be paid less it's the fact that men and women are making different choices and men tend to go into higher paying fields than women and there's just nothing else to say about it that it's just ba- I think it's strictly based on choices and the only and it's just really why is there a gap at all that's the main question I feel like that's going to be focused here is even the Department of Labor and the AAUW say that there are so many variables that drive wages that not one single study can cover them all so there's so many factors it's not just one like men are running it down and that's just what I believe I just don't think that women are being like discriminated against about their wages and that's just my perspective and uh, you know a little bit of facts in there too just sprinkled on there Mm -hmm. just a little bit but i'd love to hear what you got to say kyle yeah from you know this is obviously a very a very touchy subject because you know really anything that involves um you know gender or financial status is going to get at least a little bit of scrutiny from the other side that's that's inevitable now the points that you do bring up I think some of them are actually factually correct I think that what you brought up about you know males in society typically statistically gravitate towards higher paying fields yep and and that's just stats although it's not all the time it's it's somewhat true from my perspective though it's it's not it's not the whole story. I don't think, from my perspective, I don't think you're doing that statement enough justice because I also um, researched mo- a multitude of statistics from the American, what was it? The American Union. Yeah, the American yeah. Association of University Women. Yeah. Now, in 2015, it was, it was a study that women were paid 80% of what men were paid, and it does say that after adjusting for changes in profession, college major, and et cetera, females still earn anywhere from 5 to 6.6% less money than that of their male counterparts. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a really, really big difference between the 20% wage gap that is considered standard. However, I think that when you still factor in those changes, the 5 to 6.6% less, it may not seem like a lot of money, except when you add that all up over the course of a career, it could potentially cost women thousands or maybe even millions of dollars from what they could have earned if they were a male. And as, as bad as that sounds, it's true. And from my perspective, I also found something else. It was in the same study from the American Association of, of Women. Sure. This figure nine that I'm looking at right now in their spring 2017 report. This is an earnings ratio in median weekly pay among full-time workers, selected occupations of 2015. 
Okay. Now, I'm looking at this chart right now, and you made the argument that males traditionally do gravitate towards higher paying jobs, yeah. which in reality might be true to some extent, not the, the full extent, but some extent. But I'm looking at this right now. When you look at positions such as truck drivers, hand laborers, material movers, software developers, food service managers, designers, financial managers, elementary and middle school teachers, maids and housekeepers, and registered nurses. Now, notice what I said the first three, truck drivers, hand laborers, software developers. Those are traditionally male-dominated fields. Now, the wage gap for truck drivers is about 84%. So that means that males make 16% more than women in the truck driving prof profession, which is stereotypically a male-dominated thing. Software developers, same thing. It's 81%. So that means 19% or that males make 19% more on average per week than females. But once you start to go down the list, and I mean down, down, like elementary and middle school teachers, maids and housekeepers, registered nurses, and the nurses one will get to really, really to a, full, to a fuller extent in a second. Those, like teachers, housekeepers, nurses, those are defined as female-dominated jobs in, in our society. Would you not agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. Now, it still says, though, however, that male median weekly earnings are still a lot bigger than females. The okay. wage gap does shrink a little bit, but it's not there yet. It says 89%. So that means that the wage gap is still 11% for teachers, 14% for maids and housekeepers, and 10% for nurses. And I look at that and I say, even in a female dominated or at least stereotypically female dominated professions men are still making more than them and to me that doesn't make much sense it's like i don't think that your your sex should really define what you make in the workplace even in male dominated or female dominated sectors also women experience pay gaps at every education level and in nearly every line of work that is statistically proven. So they even experience what? they experience pay gaps at wow. every education level and in nearly every line of work. So even in male-dominated professions, female-dominated professions, basically anything you can think of, women still experience pay gaps, no matter how big or, or or how small. And I think that's really disheartening in this society, especially because you know people make the argument, oh, you know, it's it's 2017, you no know, things should be different. Well, I agree. Things should be different because we're modern, we're more inclusive as, inclusive as a society, I think, and it should not be this way. And uh, again, I say, eliminating the gender pay gap by increasing women's levels of pay to those of their male counterparts could actually cut the poverty rate for women or for working women in half, which I think would be huge. So it could save lives, it could make people more money, and that's my perspective. All right, so there's a few things. So uh, now we have, I, since I have a chance to kind of, you know, uh, debate with you about this. Mm -hmm. So you were saying that, you know, women are making, or men are making 18% more per uh, weekly in like what you said, teaching than women, right? Yeah. That, the, the, that was the statistic yeah, the, that 18% The, the, the pay gap was still about 11%. So, well, so my, my thing was that the fem in female dominated professions, stereotypically, men make more but not as much more as in male-dominated professions. So but, so, but in teaching, for example, the men are making 18% more weekly, right? That's the statistic that you pulled up? I believe it is, yeah. Okay, so let's just go off that because I believe that's what you said. Okay. Weekly. Okay. okay. So I'm curious of how they're getting that math. I'm curious of how they're doing that because just like the beginning with the 70 cents, they're taking all the women's wages divided by all the men's, which is the 
terrible way to do that and you know that's not the right way to go about that because you're not factoring everything i bet you that they're not factoring in overtime that's not accounted for i bet you that and i bet you the reason that men are working more are they are because they are working extra hours or something like that when so when you compare it weekly i could do the same thing i but, could do but, the same thing with my manager at work he works maybe 40 hours a week and mm-hmm. i work 20 hours a week so mm-hmm. technically weekly he's making more than me right but that's not saying that their salaries are or not their salaries but if you know at a job mm-hmm. that their salaries are the same so it's interesting to me that it's not that there's no such thing as this wage gap that's going against it the reason there is a 6.6 percent wage gap is because even by the source you has used is because based on individual choices men typically go into higher paying fields but that's already factored in though not into that, but that's weekly ratio. You got to look at it from that point of view because they're doing it bi weekly. They're not doing everything collectively like that. It's not like they're doing, oh, you know, if you if we work at the same position at my job, right, Staples, I'm at starting out, I made nine and my female co worker or co worker made nine. So they're not doing it like that. But if I work more hours than her, technically I'm making more per week. So that statistic doesn't really prove anything. But what's what, okay, but my problem with that is. As we advance as a society more, and as you know, as we're getting you know near the twenty twenties and things like that, there are more women. There are millions of more women in this country that are increasingly becoming the breadwinners for their family. So the argument that you're making that women are work, are choosing to work less doesn't really have a lot of statistical. Yes, it does. Where it's proof you, you, on your own website. They they don't work as many hours, and it's proven. But because but, men, but, but, because well, do you want to know why? Because men typically work more overtime. And then it's also shown that men get paid more because they go into higher paying fields. But if you that's, took that's, but I don't think you're doing that enough justice, though. But because the men go into say. higher paying fields. That's a woman's choice. Men can typically go into higher paying fields, but women face gender pay gaps in nearly every single profession, no matter what. Gender pay gaps for the exact same job. Yes, it's it's been proven. I just it's I not, just I just it's not I threw up a lot of different facts right there. It's for not you. proven though. Yes, your, it is. your facts have nothing to do facts. Give me reread me one of those facts about how there's a gender difference between males and females. Even even in okay, so it says right here occupations with eighty percent or more female workers, which I read the middle school teachers, elementary school teachers, maids and housekeepers, and registered nurses. Lower paying professions, okay. But still, they're they're female dominated. So why are men still getting paid more? Because they're working more. But you're You're not. But you're not comparing salary to salary. You're comparing hours to hours, which is not the way to go about it. I have, but I also have another thing to tell you as, okay. as, as well, and and you're going to kill me for this. That's fine. I think that another factor of this, though, is gender discrimination bias. There's no such thing. There I are... think that factors in. Look, okay. here, listen. Okay. Each year, each year, hold on, just just let me talk for a no, second. No, okay. Each year, thousands of sex discrimination discrimination cases are brought before the Federal Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, and many of those complaints are decided or settled in favor of the person who filed the charge. Thanks in part to persistent sex discrimination, women are also less likely than men to reach the highest paying leadership and executive positions. In 2015, women held only 26% of private sector executive positions. And I don't that? think that your argument Why is that? I don't think your argument is is valid because Which that's not Which part? the overtime one. The, about about working more, but that but that mean make means you make more, but if you compare if you compare a man and a woman Okay, they have the same exact education, same exact experience, mm-hmm. and then they go into the exa- same exact position at the same company. They will be making the exact same amount. I don't know. It's, yes, that, it, that's, that's true. It's, it's that is completely it's, it's, true. It's, it's been statistically proven false. 
No, that's not. You're believing that there is a um, a gap or women being discriminated when there are laws to protect that. Like, I'm, I believe that this used to happen. My dad just told me about this, that it happened to my grandmother. She was working at the bank at, I don't know what years. Mm-hmm. She asked the boss, like, hey, can I get a raise? Because she, she needed the extra money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why do you need that? He's like, you're a woman. You don't, you know you're going to get married and your husband's going to take care of her. That it's was happening in the 50s. In the societal 60s. roles. But, that's, but, but then the, the original Women's March for Women's Rights, mm-hmm. there are laws in place of women discrimination. And now here I have one question for you. But, but hold on. But you're making the argument that all of that, that by having these women's marches and stuff like that, that, that all that changed everything it for, did. For, for good. It did change things, but not all the way. We're still making progress in terms of that. Now, we're a lot better than we were in the 50s and 60s, but we still have a long so, way to go. I have two questions. One, okay. if it was true, like actually true, I know there's a cap, gap, like the 6.6%, 7, whatever it is. But if that so was what act- accounts for that? Okay. Choices. It's been no. even by your study. But no, hold on. Look. I have a question. Let me get my question. No, that's not right. Hold that's on. Even hold by, on. By the look. Department of Labor and the AAUW say that there are so many variables that drive wages that no single study can cover them all. Yes, but those so variables were already factored into the every, lowering of the 6.6%. So the study. Adjusting so, for change. Did you not just hear? Not, no single study can cover them all. Exactly. Adjusting for changes in profession and college major. That already drives... And over time, that drops to 20% to the 6.6%, which is still a lot of money okay. to be made Anyway, up. anyway, all, all right, right. All right. I'm all not, right. we're going to argue about that. Right. If that was true, okay. if, you, if people want to believe the 6.6% or the 23 cents, whatever it mm-hmm. is, if that was true, if I'm a business owner, why wouldn't I hire only women? I'd be saving money. If you went with the 77 cents, I'd be saving almost a quarter in wages. Why would I not only only hire women if that's true? If women are truly making less, according to what you say, making less money than men, why are they not hired more? Because then as a company, you'd be saving more. Because then that would be hiring discrimination? But technically, in in today's society, there's no such thing as male discrimination. Or white discrimination, if you want to go that farther. But there's no such thing in society. Discrimination is discrimination. Not to society. So you're making the argument that businesses should only hire female workers. I'm saying they should. But I'm saying, what's stopping them? Several regulations by the federal government. That's easy. Well, yeah. The, but it makes no sense. The same thing goes for women. Like, if they were just hiring men, a woman could be like, well, same thing. So there's laws in place that protect women already yes. from the wage gap. They protect women's rights. They protect – you can't discriminate a woman. A woman. I'm not saying that there's not someone out there who's driving wages down. But if they were, they just haven't been caught yet. Here, here's a stat for you to chew on. Okay. A study of 50 years of U.S. workforce data concluded that when an influx of women enter a previously male-dominated profession – Average wages for the occupation as a whole actually decrease, and bias affects the choices women make in the first place. Choices, dude. Like, I, I don't know how to get it more clear across that no. the source you're using but my just thing, stated that it's all about choices. So this is basically saying that, let's say that you have a thousand men okay. that are in construction. Let, let's say that you have a country of 1,500 people. Right. 1,000 of those men work in construction. This is basically making, of course, this is a very, very, very basic way of, of looking at this. But if a thousand men work in construction, this, this stat is basically a 2009 statistic that I'm looking at right now on the same document. That if 500 women, the rest of the people or people in this population, entered this workforce, the average wage would actually go down. Average wage, so between yes. everyone. 
Yes, precisely. Right, because you have to make accounts. So the more people you get in, you have to kind of level it out. You can't be paying, like, so if I'm paying one person this and then more people come in, 500 people more, it's like you have to spread your money out. Like, yeah, wages are going to go down because if they want to afford everybody... No, that's that's not the point of the right, but that, but that's what's going on. That's why average. That's what you're saying. You're saying if they come in, the average wages go down, and it's because if they want to keep all those people, they have to account for them. If they want to keep them, that's why. That that I don't. I I, I, I think don't. I think that there is a consistent. I mean, it it may not have been as as exaggerated as it was, you know, fifty years ago, but I, I still think there is gender discrimination in, in that place. I think you're wrong. I think I because I, there because there are still societal roles that women feel like they have to abide by, and men as well. That they have to abide by. That they, they have, have to abide to? by. This by is a free norms. country. You don't have to do anything. I think that's very, very basic and very... It's, it's it, But you don't have to do anything that society or you feel like you have to do. Easier said than done. Easier said than done, but you don't have to. And that's your choice to either follow the crowd and be your own person. But so if you're going to tell me that a woman feels like that she has to be a teacher or go into a lower paying job because society is like pressuring her to be, that's her fault for choosing that decision. It's, it's, that's it's her, all, you're saying that that's not her fault for choosing that decision well, for going into a lower paying field because society it's is... It's her own decision, it? but society is a very big thing. I mean, that society make is it, bigger than one person. You can't blame society for your individual action. Of course you can't. On a microscopic level no you can't on a microscopic level it may not be true macro level everything changes no no i that's something i I truly believe in well i guess that's where we're gonna leave it because uh we can go on about this but that's just our perspectives i swear we're not mad at each other we We don't hate each other otherwise we wouldn't do this but that's just our perspective tell us what you think Mm -hmm. do your own research you don't just have to listen to us that's the big point you know you're getting it from both me and kyle but we really encourage you guys all to go do your own research look at these sources that we have we do our own research but i really encourage everyone else to do their own research but we're gonna uh, move in on to our uh technology segment Mm -hmm. um kyle has found something interesting for us right yes guys i am incredibly sad about my newest uh tech update it actually almost brought me to tears when i was researching this because what (laughs) sad face exactly um I am. I regret to inform all of you guys that Microsoft Paint is being put on the chopping block in the next Windows update. Now, I don't know how much of you guys used uh, the Microsoft Paint app. You know, the app that you can open and you can just like draw anything you want with a lot of different colors. It's being stripped. It's it's gone in the next Windows update that I believe is coming out in in the fall. Hashtag don't update. We can yes, start that movement. Exactly. Hashtag do not update. It's Windows next. It's Microsoft's next Windows 10 update called the Autumn Creators Update. So Microsoft Paint lived a very long life from 1985 to uh, 2017, and it's it's just it's something that I just cannot fathom. Man, that's deep. It's man. awful. It's and this is an article that I found on the Guardian that I think describes this perfectly. It says falling under the depreciated column for apps that are quote not in active development and might be removed in future releases. Microsoft Paint's ticket has been called, and now it's only a matter of time before it is removed like your favorite piece of old furniture from your childhood home. That sucks, dude. I kind of miss, like, I told you this earlier, just like how McDonald's got rid of the high C, man. Like, maybe I don't want a fizzy beverage sometimes, or maybe I just want to draw around. Exactly. That's sad, dude. I used to draw, uh, when I was a kid, my dad worked at this um, company called Accurate Repro, and Mm -hmm. I would go there, and with my... Amazing drawing skills. 
I would draw pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> I would have a bunch me. of these, so that's kind of a little upsetting for me to uh, actually hear that when you first told me. So mm-hmm. that's depressing. Yeah, I, I used Microsoft Paint a lot when I was a kid. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not very much of an artist. But you know, the the little bit of artist that I have in me, I guess, is dying. Your face is art enough, Kyle. Oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, uh, new poll. Should Tony and I date? Oh yes, yes. Uh, popular. I, new poll. <laughs> should Tony, uh, should Kyle and I date? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got a little bit too much facial hair for well, my maybe, taste. Maybe as a side. Maybe as a side, side thing. Yeah, I don't know. Don't tell Anna about that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's on. <laughs> well, come Whoops. on. Shh. Don't tell Anna. Anyway, um, but that's interesting and sucks. Um, but mine's a little bit more fun and mm-hmm. scary. Tell so me. what I learned uh, recently is that China is actually uh, doing a new form of payment with your face. Which is kind of creepy to Ugh. me because I, I look ugly enough. But no, you uh, <laughs> um, but no. So what they're doing is they're doing this face recognition that they're using basically like you know how Snapchat does it. They kind of recognizes your face to actually pay, and they're actually using this to locate suspects and criminals and all that stuff. So I was thinking this entire time, I'm like, but what if someone changes their appearance? You know, maybe add something else to them. I'm like, so how are they going to pay? That's the point. You can't pay unless you look like you. And then if you get something changed like cosmetic, you have to update it. Otherwise, it won't go through. So, like, you can't fake your identity, like, steal from someone or something. Like, use someone else's card or for God knows whatever. So, like, however they're going to do it. So, I actually thought it might be good, but I think it's a little bit impractical because I don't think people are going to go up to a reader and be like, hey, what's going on? It's like scanning and just start talking to the cashier. Like, yeah, this is uh, this is great. This is, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think so. People are already fussing over the chip. You know, mm-hmm. who wants to stick their face and whatever. So it's very in little development right now. They're doing, they did some live tests of it and people are hyped about it because I guess it is the future and all that stuff. It's called Face Plus Plus if anyone wants to look it up and go more depth into it. But I don't know. I don't see this as being anything, honestly. Really? I, you know, I, I think as we keep advancing our tech sector in society, I think this could potentially be a pretty big thing. Really? Yeah. Like with your face? Do, I like it Wouldn't you be. think like it would be better just to like have like your hand... Like your thumbprint, just like how we have in the phone. Like your, your face, really. But my thing is that every time that I think of that, though, which every time, I mean, in the last couple minutes, because um, I just heard about this from, from my man Tony, but um, I always think of like these these cool sci-tech movies when you could be like, you could only like scan your face to get into a different door. Like I think, oh, okay. I think of that. Oh, like the eyeball? Yeah, like the something. eyeball, yeah. Yeah, but like for payment? Like that's different. Ah, whatever, I don't know. Alright, well, tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you pay with your face? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's something I would be comfortable with doing. I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. But alright, moving on to our music section. Kyle, what you got for us? I have, I'm going to bless my rap fans oh. uh, out there with some uh, some good progress that I've made in this research. So, Meek Mill. Boo. Kidding. <laughs> Meek Mill is a rapper from Philadelphia. No, I'm just kidding. Philadelphia. Uh, it's called the album's called Wins and Losses. It came out just a couple days ago. And let me guys tell you, when I think of Heat, I automatically think of this album because I think it is of fire. Yes, like just inserts several different fire emojis. It's great. <laughs> now, the thing that really stands out about this album to me is just the sick production that I think goes on to it. Um, there is there is a, a lot of different producers on here called uh, or by Rick Ross, Meek Mill himself, Honorable C Note, who does probably the best song as Tony just dabs in front of my face, <laughs> pretending he's a rap fan. Um, 
producer called Honorable C-Note, who I think is underrated, who potentially produced the best song on the album called Glow Up, which you guys should definitely listen to. Um, you know, but it's it's not just the beats that make this song good. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good songs on here, like Issues, Issues Goes Hard, Glow Up, I already said, uh, We Ball featuring Thugger, my man Young Thug, who is a very unique hip-hop artist right now. Uh, Ball Player, I think, is really good as well. Um, but there, there, there's also a little bit of a, of a social consciousness on this album that I think is refreshing, especially from a guy like Meek Mill, uh, who is you know really known for just going hard on, on really anything. Um, there's a song that I believe is called um, uh, Young Black America, which I think is tells a story of, of, of struggle in black America, which I think is a debate that Tony and I could actually do. Um, really really well actually and I, I encourage you guys to listen to that song because it tells a really good story about that uh, about loss uh, struggle coming back from it stuff like that which I think is very interesting um, the album also includes features from Quavo Young Thug which I already said Future Lou Uzi Vert and Ty Dolla Sign so make sure to give this album called Wins and Losses again uh, released several days ago make sure to give it a listen because I think it is really good and also one more thing I mentioned last week an album called Perfect Timing by Metro Boomin and uh, Nav, who is an Indian hip-hop producer and uh, and rapper. And you guys all know who Metro Boomin is, probably the most famous producer in the rap game right now, uh, frequently collabs with 21 Savage in the future. This album, Perfect Timing, was so, so good. Probably even better than Wins and Losses, in my opinion. Um, there are so many good songs on this album, uh, such as Hit, I Am, Rich, You Know, um, ASAP Ferg is the actual title of a song. Does not has have ASAP Ferg in it, but does have Lil Uzi Vert, who has a pretty interesting part in the song. Um, Minute, I think, is the best song on the album because it goes insanely hard. Obviously produced by Metro Boomin, like all the other songs. Features Offset uh, from Migos and also uh, Playboy Cardi as well, who is an up and coming rap artist. Um, I think this album as a whole just goes hard, and you know, I thought Wins and Losses had a lot of flame emojis next to it, but I think Perfect Timing goes even farther. Um, and Nav, I think, will hopefully get a, a better reputation, or more of a reputation, I should say, um, in the rap community, because in a community that is frequently dominated by mumble rappers right now, such as Future and Lil Uzi Vert, uh, things, or rappers like that, uh, Nav is kind of refreshing, I think, because he's, he's different. Um, you don't really see a lot of Indian people in the hip-hop community right now, too, which I think is uh, really cool that Nav is, you know, starting to put his name out there uh, in the mainstream. So uh, definitely give this album a listen if you have not already. All right, man. That's an album, two albums I'm never going to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, for my music uh, recommendation of the week, I try typically to find new artists that I don't listen to. If you know me very well, you know I listen to the very you know typical uh bands like iron maiden metallica all that stuff metallica is actually my favorite band uh maybe one day i'll do a review on them just to keep up but actually i uh i've known this band for a little bit maybe about less than a year um it's called prophets of rage and they're actually used to be a cover band of rage against the machine i kind of did a similar band uh last week but they had a little bit of different styles but this one's literally like Rage Against the Machines, like, newborn son. Okay? So, they have a couple songs out because they just went from a cover band. Now they're this, you know, their own thing, but with still the Rage Against the Machine sound, they have uh, Unfuck the World, Sorry Mom, um, and uh, The Party's Over. Um, and they both really struck me hard. I thought it was very classic, Rage Against the Machine style, with a little bit of their own twist. Um, 
I would just suggest both of those songs. They really hit you hard. Great vocals. I think it. If you're not even into metal, it's a good workout song. Just like it really gets you going, makes you really want to kind of move and stuff. Like I can't listen to that song without kind of like banging my head or whatever like that. And I know I don't go into as depths about the beats about as like Kyle does, but <laughs> it just really makes me want to move. And it's really nice sounding. It's different, but at the same at the same time familiar. Um, and I think you guys should check it out. Um, Prophets of Rage for that. So uh, yeah, and now we're going to be moving on to the last segment which mm -hmm. is our thought of the day which kyle uh gave me last minute notice about yesterday oh yeah i'm kidding no <laughs> uh, no it's true so we're uh kyle's gonna explain a little bit and then i'm gonna give my thoughts and he's gonna give his thoughts about the thought of the day yeah so this thought of the day is gonna be uh, pretty interesting kind of eye-opening too because you know it, it really affects all of us because um earth biodiversity is a very important thing and um i'm just gonna go into it so our thought of the day Thought I'd or thought we'd share with you guys this bit of information. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there is this extinction, this mass extinction that is going on on our planet, uh, which I was like, whoa, like we're actually going through an extinction event. But no, it's 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 true. It's called the Holocene extinction. Uh, extinction. So I have a quote up here. It says the Holocene extinction, otherwise referred to as the sixth extinction, is the ongoing extinction event of species during the present Holocene epoch. So apparently we're in the Holocene epoch, so uh, fun fact right there. And this extinction is mainly due to human activity, which is according to a lot of scientists. The large number of extinctions spans numerous families of plants and animals, including mammals, birds, amphibians, reptiles, and arthropods. With widespread, uh, with widespread degradation of highly biodiversity, biodiverse habitats I cannot talk today, such as coral reefs and rainforests, as well as other areas, the vast majority of these extinctions is thought to be undocumented. The current rate of extinction of species is estimated at 100 to 1,000 times higher than natural background rates. Do you know what the human actual cause is of the extinction? Because I was re like, what is it that we're doing? Is it that we're killing them, or is it something that we're doing? Um, specifically, I know some people would argue it's the pollution. I actually do think the pollution in the water is killing marine life, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. Is it? Does it say anything specific of how we're killing them and how we should prevent it? So it also says here that the arrival of humans on different continents coincides with the extinction of megafauna, which is a uh, disappearance of large land animals during this epoch. The most popular theory is that human overhunting of species added to existing stress mm. conditions. But during my research, I also believe that uh, it's it's like you said, you know, pollution uh, of the water, you know, global warming, things like that. Climate change. Climate change. Um, my opinion is, or it's not really an opinion, it's actually fact. It's actually something we could debate about. Well, climate change? Uh, climate change. Oh. I, I think it's very, very important to talk about, especially in today's society. Um, and, you know, climate change is a is, is a real thing. It's been statistically oh, proven. Sure. Yeah, um, and my thing is that it is due to, largely due to, um, you know, mass amounts of carbon dioxide being released into the air, uh, mainly due to human activities such as polluting from factories, from cars, uh, things of that nature. And I think that we have so drastically changed the world. And really, if you think about this from this perspective, humans, humans, how we know them, have really only been on Earth for a blink of an eye in terms of Earth's total history. Earth's been around for 4.6 billion years, and humans have only been around for... You know, hundreds of thousands of years, I think, or something. I don't know. Something along that we line. didn't we didn't research it, so we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> modern, but modern humans, and by modern, I really mean, you know, 
really ever since the industrial industrial revolution. Oh my gosh, industrial, industrial revolution. revolution. All right, thank you very much, Tony, for the claps of encouragement because I cannot talk today. Which really started in the 1800s. We have really been changing the world drastically in the last 200 years. I mean, we've been building skyscrapers. We've been having cars. You know, our pollu our um, our population has just exploded. Um, and I think that that is really changing the the way that things on Earth have been for the last you know millions and billions of years. I I agree. I think the a lot of the changes has I think. Uh, overkilling is definitely a factor in it. I don't know. I'm not going to go too deep into, um, you know, climate change and all that stuff. That's a time for another debate. But I mm -hmm. definitely think that, like, um, us hunting them. I mean, we're even doing it to the bees right now. You can see that the yeah, bees save, are almost hashtag dying. Hashtag save the bees. Right, hashtag save the bees. And you can just see it already. So I definitely agree with you. I definitely think that throwing trash into the ocean is definitely killing some of the marine life as well. Um I, I I think we need to stop humans, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think we definitely do need to clean up the act, but I don't think it's ever going to happen, honestly, realistically. I don't think, you know, everyone's about, like, you know, saving the planet and all that stuff. I don't think anything's going to happen until something really big happens, mm -hmm. like something like the world's about to end sort of happen, and we're like, oh, my God, we have to do something kind of thing. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, you, what do you guys think, you know? Um Oh, you got something? Yeah, there? just one more thing. Oh. And also, about the actual Holocene ex extinction in general, um, there is a paleontologist at the University of California, Berkeley, named Anthony Barnowski. Hey. Um, and if you do anything at Berkeley, that probably automatically means that you're really, really super smart, smarter than both of us combined. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> but Barnowski calculates that humans are creating a mass ex extinction called the you know Holocene extinction through a combination of habitat encroachment and fragmentation, hunting, climate change, pollution, and a spread of disease and introduced species. Hmm. And according to him, as many as 30% of all species may be lost over the next four decades. So uh, give us your thoughts on that. That's a uh, nice. really, really, uh, really depressing but kind of interesting thing. It is depressing, but I got nothing else. Tell us what you guys think on Twitter. Do you guys think that we're killing them? I definitely think we do. But yeah, just an announcement before we go. Um, it seems that uh, me and Kyle, we're going to be moving the podcast to a different host. Um, we're not certain about what SoundCloud's doing. It doesn't seem very secure right now. So um, just to make sure that everything's secure and we don't lose anything or whatever like that, we're going to be searching for um, another host. Either we're going to be on a new one for next week or the week after that once we kind of figure everything out since these are weekly and we do want you guys to stay in tune. So we apologize for the instant switch, but it's better now than later. Um, and but thank you for everyone who downloaded SoundCloud just to listen to us. We do really appreciate that. I do know a few people who have done that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do and we will be making a switch sometime with either next week or the week after that. So just be prepared. If you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and follow me and Kyle on Facebook, um, we'll definitely have updates for that on what host server we're going to be on. Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's it. That's all we got for you guys. I'm Tony Tedesco. My name's Kyle Kekka. And this is Millennium Perspectives. 